Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the news that Taylor Heineke is starting uh, over Desmond Ritter, the line just moved three and a half points in Atlanta's favor. So that's where Desmond Ritter is at at the moment. Three and a half points worse than, uh, than Taylor Heineke. Yeah, he's Falcons now one point. Bottom in most passing categories yeah. this year, Desmond Ritter. Someone get me Lawrence Jackson on the phone. What the, you <laughs> You'll see him what? tomorrow. Good. Lawrence will come defend himself tomorrow. Sure. Yes, he will be here. So I can't wait. Join us tomorrow at 12 p.m. Of course, on Peacock. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. That's right, it's Wednesday. Lawrence is with us as well, of course, as Jay and Matthew back in the house. I am Connor Rogers. I want you to be able to be here to defend yourself. Sure, Not man. far away. I feel like that's I, I, fair. Listen, I mean, friend look, to friend. I mean, just, just be clear. Be clear. Be clear. Desmond Ritter, according to the markets, according yes. to our friends at DraftKings. Right. Is literally seven points because it's three and a half to three and a half, right? No, no, move three and a half. Move him. Three and a half. Should have been. That'd be like Tim Boyle. Still. Three and a half. Still. Desmond Ritter is three and a half points worse than Taylor Heineke. Right. So, This is your guy. This is your Desmond Ritter. You love Desmond Ritter. You love Desmond Ritter. I want you here. It's like for you. For you, it's Lamar Jackson, Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter, Lamar Jackson. Hard for you to decide who you think is the best quarterback in the NFL. I talk about Lamar Jackson and Desmond Ritter in completely different breaths. However, you know, you guys try to just pin this young man on me. I think he's a nice young man. You've been defending him. You've loved him for a long time. When we're comparing him to other guys, you know, people watching and listening, you will never find me saying anything saying, Desmond Ritter, he going to do this and do that. I just say, hey, give that. Go find the tape. Yeah. Go Adam, fi- find all the tape. Find all of it. Yeah, alternate producer Adam, that's your job after the show, <laughs> is to go find tape of yeah. Lawrence Jackson talking of Desmond Ritter because there is tape that exists of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Desmond Ritter's bench, uh, the market, you know, the market's the market. But, you know, Hey, congrats to Taylor Heineke. You're, you're the starting quarterback for the Falcons again. I said for the Rest second the time. As well. I did, I'm going to say two things here very quickly. Sure. Um, number one is is that I don't think Lawrence addressed the issue at all. Well, you just all you said was you know that Desmond was a nice guy and uh, <laughs> what's the issue? Uh, and um, and then you you said you know you're wishing Taylor Heineke luck. The second thing is is that I don't know when it's going to be, but when Lawrence runs for office, I'm voting for you. I want to. I don't care what office it is, because that was the most political answer I've ever seen. You just spent 30 seconds talking about nothing. You didn't answer the question at all. What's the question? But the the question is defend yourself for your, your Desmond Ritter. I don't have to defend. defend. I don't have he's to defend that. Your really Falcons, ha- your beloved Falcons, are now three and a half points favored. They, like that's the swing in the line. Um, is that 
no. it, the, the markets consider the Falcons three and a half points better with Taylor Heineke under center than Desmond how did, Ritter. How do you know the, the line didn't move because they know how many touches or lack of touches B. John Robinson going to yeah. get? That, yep. that, that could be. I don't, love, I I don't love how you keep inflicting uh, Atlanta Falcons fandom on Lawrence when uh, he said that after 28 3, he slept like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> slept like a baby. Was snoring and drooling. <laughs> uh, but it, look, listen, hey. That's if James the, White. If the Falcons was 10 and 4 right now, I'd be like, this is great, man. I, I would even. Wear a Desmond Ritter jersey here. I get one of my bootleg ones. <laughs> I wear, I, just to show, like show yeah. social right. appreciation. But, uh, right. you know, Desmond, hey, I wanted him to draft Anthony Richardson. That's what there is evidence of me saying. There is evidence of me saying, hey, go get Lamar. Draft Anthony Richardson. We'll have another chance with Jaden Downs. But Desmond Ritter, man, hey, I hope for the best, man. You know, that's well, that, that's all I can say. I don't – I can't – how can I defend the man? No. I – when he threw that pick against Carolina, I said, I said he could win an award for that interception. It, it was – What would the award be? I, like one of them um, it's worst that, uh, Adam turnovers. Look, it, the, the, that particular, <laughs> yeah. that particular interception one. was so bad that no one even think about the fumble that B. John Robinson had that led to Carolina points. That's like – I could see it. I, I could just picture it. Drake London was there, wide open, say, hey, it's me. I'm your best wide receiver right here. Then there was Kyle Pitts. We like him, too, but he was covered by two people. My man Ritter said, nah. Pig, uh, I'm like, damn. Look, well, part of the reason I'm torturing you, uh, Lawrence, about this, other than just it's fun, is that um, – is that – I had Desmond Ritter last week. We, That's we, your we fault. Did, we did a – And no, you I, thought I, you was getting over on me. I did. But I said, hey, I was going to let him pass to Jay. I was going to let one of you take him. I said, nah, I'm going to get that guy, yeah, Aiden no. O'Connor. Much like Desmond Ritter jumped on the grenade to protect B. John Robinson, <laughs> I jumped on the Desmond Ritter grenade to protect you in our bad quarterback <laughs> draft. Uh, take a watch right here. This is last week where we did our brutal quarterback draft on Happy Hour. Lawrence, your team is? So I got Zach Wilson, Bailey Zappi, and Aiden O'Connell. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's going to be tough to beat. But uh... <laughs> it, it is. Did you not see Zach Wilson? I actually quite like my team, and it's yeah. better than my real-life team. Uh, Mullins, Flacco, and Minshew. I like that That's team better. too bad. All right, I got Will Levis, Mitch Trubisky, and Easton Stick. Right. Started out fine. <laughs> yeah, Didn't finish off too hot. Yeah, I think I like Jay's team the best, actually. Yep, Tommy DeVito, too. Desmond Ritter, and Bryce Young. You got screwed by draft position. Draft position. Yeah, yeah, picking picking fourth you, in the you, uh, you got a couple of dudes that'll run the ball, though. Yeah. Like, Tommy DeVito was running. really good with his legs. Uh, the pride of New York. Yeah. I got yeah. Tommy Cutlets. Here is our backup quarterback rosters. Lawrence, you got a negative point uh, from Zach Wilson. Damn. Aiden O'Connell got you almost 26 points, though. For me, I was just kind of steady Eddie yeah. across the board. 15 from Levis, yeah. 15 from Trubisky, 18 from Stick. stick Jay, man. you did phenomenal. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mullins so, yeah, at 19, Flacco with 20, Gardner Minshew with almost 21, and Matthew. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. Tommy DeVito about <laughs> 11, Ritter about 9, Bryce Young 7.6. But, you know, what's great is is that, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, even if I'd taken Flacco <laughs> instead of Ritter, like, so it's a 10-point swing, I'm still fourth. 
like just draft position just killed me. But uh, I correctly predicted that Jay had the best team. So let's hear it for me. Uh, <laughs> so, so not not you know, Jay who drafted the team and drinks oh, free. No, no, no. It should have been Matthew that drinks it's, free. It should have been me. But yes, good Jay, scouting. Jay, Jay Jay Croucher drinks free here at the happy hour. Congratulations, good job, Jay. Jay. No one is better at picking bad quarterbacks. <laughs> And Jay Croucher, let the, let the world know. What a lineup. 27 <laughs> Yankees. Mullins, yeah, right. Flacco, Minshew. I'm very disappointed great. in that negative one from my man, Zach. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, y'all know that's my guy. Shirt with his face on it. I own that. And he got me negative one point, so I'll never wear that shirt again. I might be on your team next year. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to be on the starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be on my team. No, no that's for no, sure. Sir. It's just, you know, and he'd be a commander, except the commanders are heading in the right direction. Like, under Snyder, we'd yeah. have paid a lot of money for Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's what we'd have done. With that, let's jump into the Roto World player news. Of course, the injuries we are tracking throughout the week. C.J. Stroud still in concussion protocol. Geno Smith with the groin injury. Trevor Lawrence with the concussion as well. Tyree Kill, I think, will be trending the right way. He's got the ankle injury, though. We'll see if he can play through. Keenan Allen with the heel. Chris Olave with the ankle. He's expected to go now for Chris Olave. So, on this list, it's looking like Geno's going in the right direction. Chris Olave's going in the right direction. We'll keep an eye on Nico Collins, Jaden Reed, and Michael Pittman. And then Zach Moss with the shoulder injury. He intends to play in week 16. Uh, the team will see how he progresses throughout the week. So, Matthew, what stands out to you on this list? A lot of lack of clarity here, but a couple guys at least heading the right way. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, I think if, if Olave can go, and it's the, short, it's the short week. He's the Thursday night game against the Rams. But I think if Olave's active, you're starting him. We feel good about Tyreek Hill. Um, obviously because he was out there warming up and he was a game-time decision, ended up not playing last week, but you feel good about getting Tyreek back here. Some of the other ones that are a little concerning, right? I mean, the fact that with Trevor Lawrence in this concussion protocol, I mean, that was a shot that he took. The Jaguars signing EJ Perry to the practice squad, you know, was a little eyebrow-raising, like the Mm. fact that they feel they need that kind of depth that tells you at least there's a chance that he could miss as well. Um, To me, the the one that's the most – you know, and, and with Stroud, just brutal. Like, you know, the fact that the guy is still sensitive to light yeah. is, yeah. I'm like, that's awful. My daughter, one of my daughters had a concussion uh, playing soccer, actually. And, like, she was, you know, whatever, she was 11 at the time. And, you know, but out for, like, a month. But, like, she, we had to keep her in all dark. She had to wear dark sunglasses yeah. when she'd walk around the house. Like, like, it's a real, real thing. And, I mean, again talking you know an 11 year old girl versus a nfl quarterback but still my point is is that like like unless you're tj watt and just throw it on a visor and who cares like that that's is a scare i don't mean to joke about cj Stroud. like this is a very scary thing yeah and it's something that you suspect may i mean for this week certainly doesn't look very good in terms of his chances of playing uh and obviously if he's still sensitive to the light he shouldn't be playing but i wonder if this is something that that drags on even beyond this week because this is, I mean, it's serious. It's bad. Like, Tua missed a month last year with a concussion. This guy is the face of the franchise. He's their quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. I don't think they want to risk his health for, you know, pursuing a wild card when, you know, they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, in yeah. situations like that with them type of concussions, when you still having those, those type of symptoms, you want to see, like, uh, a string of days where there's nothing right. going on, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that he's not even close to being clear um, doesn't look like, you know, we'll see him this week. Yeah. The other one that uh, that sort of jumps out to me here, uh, there's two. One is Zach Moss with a shoulder. Now, Adam Schefter reporting that Moss, quote, intends to play in week 16. Teams will, quote, the team is saying, quote, we'll see how he progresses through the week. But there's also a chance that Jonathan Taylor could be back. 
Then you've got, you know, you've, uh, you've got Trey Sermon in the mix. You've got uh, Goodwin in the mix, right? Is it Tyson? Yeah, yeah yesterday we, we had it, the first name a little off. I think right. it's Tyson. Tyson. It's Goodwin, though. Right, Tyson Goodwin. That's what I thought. And then it was the graphics said Tyler. And it's a messy backfield right now. It was Tyler. Okay. Tyler? I believe it's Tyler. Is that what we, we said Tyson <laughs> and then corrected it to Tyler? I'm 98 percent sure. I have a feeling Tyler. he's not going to be active this week. No, no offense to him, yeah. but it sounds like they're going to have a Apologies to Mr. Here. Goodwin. The good fact sin. of the matter is, yes. good sin. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, it's, you know, listen, you need a scorecard for the yeah, Colts well, backfield. Uh, what I will say is, here's just, it just feels like a mess. And it's a good matchup against Atlanta. It's not one that scares you, but just because there's just such a lack of clarity in this backfield that. Again, it's the fantasy playoffs. You don't want to get cute. You need, you don't want to get Bijan'd, uh, which I think should absolutely mm-hmm. become a verb. Uh, you don't want to get or Arthur Smith, but you know it's Bijan rolls off Smith. Smith. You don't want to be Smith. Um, Smith did. So I, I feel like you're just avoiding the Colts' backfield here. The other one, the last one that stands out to me is uh, is Jaden Reed. We talked about Dontavian Wicks yesterday on the show, but just if Reed were to miss this game, along with the fact that we don't expect Christian Watson to play. Dontavian Wick suddenly becomes uh, pretty interesting for the Packers in that game against Carolina, even though even though Carolina does have a top-five pass defense over the last month. Speaking of getting cute, uh, what, what would you say to this? You got these guys, Keenan Allen, you got Nico Collins, who if they're both back this week, they're without quarterbacks who they've played with this whole year. We saw Noah Brown, he had a solid day, 8 for 82 and a touchdown. But, you know, when you add Collins back into that offense, it, I mean, Case Keenum's a vet. You know, he know what to do. I'm more more so on Keenan Allen's side because the offense looks so bad uh, in that first game with Easton Stick. Like, are we getting cute in just saying, nah, Keenan Allen, despite what you've done this whole year, you know? I, I think so. If you were to bench an active Keenan Allen, I think that would be getting cute. I get it. They looked brutal on Thursday night. They've got Easton Stick at quarterback. But Josh Palmer had a good fantasy day under Easton Stick. It was all junk time, but whatever. They're, they're almost 12-point underdogs in this game. They fired the head coach. I feel like they will play with a little bit more emphasis. You know, I think it's kind of a wake-up call. Hey, we're playing for our jobs here. Keenan Allen's a professional who has pride. If at this point in the season where it's lost and Keenan Allen's, you know, over the age of 30, if Keenan Allen is going to get out there and play, it's because he wants to compete. And so uh, I feel like target share and volume just sort of gets him there. If Keenan Allen's active, I'm starting him. Yeah, right. I think you have to start Keenan Allen. With Nico Collins, who, I mean, he was warming up on the field before the Tennessee game. Seems like he's trending in the right direction. But uh, I watched Case Keenan play, and I get that he, he was okay enough against the Titans, but I think he's pretty done. And to go up against the Cleveland defense, which is going from, you know, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL in Tennessee to one of the best pass defenses uh, of the past 15 years in Cleveland, I don't feel good about Nico Collins. Don't feel good about Noel Brown. Don't feel good about either of the running backs, really. Um, so I think ideally you're not starting Texans uh, if you can get away with it. And our last one, as I said, a thumbs up to Chris Alabe, who is expected to make his return on Thursday Night Football against the Rams. Speaking of thumbs up, yeah. yesterday's show, while Matthew this. was at home yeah. on Zoom, yeah, what the hell was this? He, di- <laughs> he discovered. I, don't know. I still don't know. He Watch discovered this. something and Watch had to this. give a thumbs up. Take a look. Sometimes the best offense is a good defense. If you're playing against somebody that lost Jamar Chase and they're looking for the waiver wire, and oh my God, look at that zoom. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't even know how I did that. Um, Terrifying. But uh, but is it, that's new. Like I don't even know, like I don't even know if I can recreate that. Can I recreate that? Anyway, apparently not. Can wave your arms uh, around though. Maybe something will happen. 
Anyway. Um, cool aid man just kicks the wall behind yeah. him. What happens if I do thumbs down? I don't know. Hmm. I really broke your brain yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Old man versus technology right there. I don't know what... Was, Maybe they just like the, they, they might have just liked the comment that you made, and every time you make Somebody, a favorite, ding, you know, yeah, yeah. Zoom was listening. They're yeah. like, "Oh, that's a good comment." Actually. I think most disturbing is that when you're making a point, you put your hands up like this. What kind of person does that? <laughs> exactly. You trying, trying, like, trying to figure out what a smooth you know, dancer. <laughs> Way to get out on the dance floor. What do you see me? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, very troubling. Very, very, yeah. It was the whole thing was. It's weird. good to have you back here. I'll Thank you. Yeah. It was just. I don't I, like Zoom, Matthew. It's scary. Those strange things. It usually takes me about an hour to an hour 15 to get to the studio. And I'd been driving for an hour and a half, and I use Waze every day. And yesterday there was just some crazy accident here in Connecticut, and they were like, oh, it's another hour and a half. Like, I'd left my house at 10 a.m. to get here at about 11, hour before the show, maybe 11.15, worst case scenario. And, uh, you know, at 11.30 they were like, yeah, you're still an hour and a half away. I'm like... Like, I called, you know, backup producer Pete, and I'm like, I think my only shot of making this show is that I turn around and haul ass back home, you know, and we do it from home. And Pete was like, yeah, and he's just like, he talked to Trisha, our great director, and Trisha was like, yeah, yeah, I think I can make it work. And so we, we hauled butt home, and we, we made it work. The best part was, was on the call, the morning production call, where uh, the way you described it was, look, Waze says I'm going to get there at 11.43 a.m., but... This could get interesting, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any yeah. gas. <laughs> well, just, wait. You said that you didn't have no gas. No, exactly. So, I had, oh, so then, so then, so then, Pete's like, "Well, why don't you get gas?" And I'm like, "I'm in bumper to bumper traffic, Pete. Why don't you just like?" I'm like, "Guys, I'm I'm in bumper to bumper traffic. There's some sort of crazy accident, and I'm running out of gas. Like the lights on, and um, and Pete's will get gas. And I'm like, I'm in bumper to bumper traffic. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Let me just. You don't got I, a gas can in right, your truck? That's what exactly. I said to him. Like, they what am I supposed to, to do, dude? I'm trying to get to a gas station. That's the whole point. Uh, and then I finally am able to, like, find a gas station and pull off and get to a gas station. And I fill my gas tank. But then, like, there's, to get back on 95, which is the, if anyone lives in Connecticut, they know, like. It's the, the worst the, road in America. The hell that is uh, 95. Fix it. And, like, the on-ramps to the next two nine were closed. Like, so I'm driving all these back streets trying to get on to the, you know, the on-ramp. Oh, man, was and they can't. It, it was a struggle. I was driving the struggle bus yesterday, and finally I'm just like, F this, and I called back the producer. I know you was in your car, windows up, cursing like, what up? I know you was in yeah, there like that. Can't imagine be very happy on those yes. back streets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A thumbs-down situation. There, it was a thumbs-down yeah. situation. Yes. Anyway, and then I went home, and we did the... Uh, we did the Zoom, and we got it all figured out. And so, you know, whatever. Just, here we are. But that's, these are the struggles, America, that I go through <laughs> to bring you fake football advice every single day. That's what I do. Again, not all heroes wear capes. Some people are saying, not me, I would never say this, but some people are saying I'm the most heroic man in America. Yes. Some people are saying yes. the effort I put through yesterday. For the show. It, it, for the show, for yeah. the people, you know, uh, for the fantasy football gods, for all the people out there that have – that are in the playoffs. They need their advice. They needed their waivers help. And so, again, some people are saying... Not the hero America wants, certainly not, but perhaps the hero America needs. That's exactly right. So Zoom gave you the thumbs up yesterday. You were trying to do the thumbs down. I've heard our team has put something together for you to help you out here, Matthew. Okay, let's watch this. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, the the famous... uh, This is the famous meme, the guy at the Yankees game. He's not happy. Oh, okay. Ryan Reynolds. Just Friends. Yeah. Hilarious movie. Oh, oh that's the one right there. What came? 
Because yeah. that one gives you hope. Then, nope. Gladiator, yeah. I am, I'm, by the way, I have a controversial movie take. Yeah, like gladiator, gladiator drives me crazy. I don't like Gladiator. I don't like Gladiator. I know everyone loves it and it won the best oh, picture and everything like that. And there's Adam Sandler to write about. But you like Adam yeah. Sandler, though. Who doesn't like Adam we Sandler? We like Adam Sandler. Of course. Yeah, right. Who doesn't like Adam Sandler? Right. Everyone likes Adam Sandler. I like Adam Sandler. Yeah, of course. Pro- probably right. one of the greatest <laughs> dudes in world history. Wow. It's a yeah. very sweeping claim. Just, yeah. just Nelson Mandela. How does Nelson he, Mandela stack up against Adam Sandler? It's close. It's close. He up there with all of them. Adam no, Sandler. Yeah, one one fought for one fought to end apartheid, and you know, and and one, and one made, made and one, one made, made fart, Big Daddy, and one one made fart noises yeah. on Saturday Night Live. One did Little Nicky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, enough. We, we, we all like Adam Sandler here. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think I will say this. If Adam Sandler here were were here himself, he'd be like. Don't put me in the same breath as he would not say. That's what makes that's what makes a great a great. I suppose Tom uh, Brady don't want you calling him the goat, but we all know. He to go. Right. No, I get that. I get yeah. that. 100%. I, <laughs> Adam Sandler I, I have the same, uh, the same attitude. Adam Sandler <laughs> clearly eating good today here on the Happy Hour. We'll tell you else who's eating good as we got three candidates here. The top three wide receivers from last week. Who's eating good served by Applebee's. Look at the week 15 fantasy leaders at wide receiver. Number one was Jordan Addison. Number two was Jaden Waddle. Number three was Scary Terry McLaurin. Lawrence, let's start. With Jordan Addison, he comes in as wide receiver 26 for Barry this week. How do you like Addison in a matchup against a Lions defense that a lot of teams have been able to feast on, especially the secondary? Yeah, um, I like it a lot. Now, this is Jordan Addison's best game in about six, seven weeks. But the thing, what, what I liked was that he did this in the presence of Justin Jefferson. You wanted to see both of them, you know, able to have a good game together. And it, you know, it came with Nick Mullins. Um you know, Detroit has allowed a receiver to gain uh, 95 yards or score a touchdown in five of their last six games. So, of course, some of that will go to Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. But with the game total between the Vikings and Lions being 47 and the Vikings being three-point dogs, you expect them to, you know, try to make their due uh, in the passing game with those receivers. Matthew, I don't think anybody's expecting a 29-point week again, but can Addison at least be a wide receiver two in this matchup? I'm as a wide receiver three. He comes in at wide receiver 26 for me. I think there's a lot of positive sides, right? I mean, so this is this is a guy that, by hook or by crook, Jay Croucher there it is, Jay. Um, has back. found his way into the end zone. He's got nine touchdowns on the year. That's top five among all wide receivers as well. And last week with the Mullins, it was a 19% target share, which is the highest he's had in the game this season where Justin Jefferson has been active. I don't think they were all well-advised throws. In fact, many a lot of the right. throws that Nick Wellens made to Jordan Addison, you're like, no, don't do that. What? Uh, Both wait, that worked out. Both of the touchdown bosses from the Awful throw. throws. Awful throws. But... Okay, bad for the hey, NFL, but yeah, good for fantasy-wise. Yeah, if yeah. he's going to force the ball to Jordan Addison, we certainly like that. And the matchup is favorable as well. Vikings are underdogs in this game, and they're going to have to be throwing against Detroit. Over the last month, the Lions' bottom 10 in the NFL in terms of most fantasy points allowed to, or I guess top 10, depending on how you look at it. But basically, they're among the 10 teams that have given the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. They've also allowed the second most yards on deep passes. Nick Mullins, a little bit of a gunslinger mentality to him. He's not scared to throw it up even when uh, he shouldn't. Yeah. Honestly, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's the best quarterback on the Vikings roster right now, but I'm not the one making the decisions. And I do think this benefits Addison, who again is a risky but viable wide receiver three for me. 
Yeah, I think Mullins is bad, possibly very bad, but he's bad in a way that's conducive to fantasy. He's not the type of quarterback who goes, uh, you know, two incompletions, three and out, and then, no, he marches you down the field for 45 yards by making, uh, you know, a high degree of difficulty throws or high risk throws, and then he throws an inexplicable pick. So I think that he will be able to put up yards similar to the Bengals game. And yes, the Bengals have a bad pass defense, but so do Detroit. So they should be able to put up numbers in this game, even if he ultimately submarines the team with his interceptions. Which I, I will just say, this. I am uh, in our show league. I will be starting Jordan Addison against Jay Croucher as, yes. the, as the lineups have come through. Jay Croucher and myself face off in the semifinals yes. of our league of assholes. Not since uh, De Niro and Pacino saw each other in the diner and hate uh, <laughs> yeah. in such yeah. showdown. Yes. And I will put you down, Matthew Barry, as a. Uh, as Al Pacino I am, said he would. I'm secretly nervous. You're, you're <laughs> seeing, no, I'm dead I, I could tell a little bit. Because right. he's the he underdog. He's, he's the underdog. This is the team, the, a team of destiny. Yeah, like, again, it's, like, it's, so it's an awful collection of players <laughs> that continues to win despite all so indications coach. that it shouldn't. I'm Shane Stockton. Yeah, spam, spamming RPOs. No one knows what's going on. <laughs> Who's QB2 for you this week? Uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> I'm not great. I'm, well, I'm choosing between Derek Carr and Easton Stick. The Stick man. Really uh, tough decision. Yeah. Then we're going to go Carr. All right. <laughs> don't feel good. You have, a real, you have a good quarterback for one. No, I don't. I'm Nick <laughs> Mullins. I have Justin Herbert. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I got Mullins, Carr, and Stick. <laughs> See, if I lose to this, if I lose to this. I'm yeah. starting Joe Flacco against you because I don't want Howell against yeah, you, the Jets. You're right. getting at least 45 passes. You should have to sit Jalen Hurts. It's not a fair match. No, I'm going to start. I'm going to start Jalen Hurts. But, I mean, who knows? Jalen Hurts ain't been – I mean, he's been good fantasy-wise, yeah. but he hasn't. I'm just going to go all chaos. Like, all the random guys who can absolutely go off. Like, there'll be no Elijah Moore. Like, I'm going Josh Palmer. I'm going weird dudes. Who can yeah, know, yeah. Who can <laughs> this is why I'm scared. Should he be. can roll me. You want some Rashid Shaheed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rashid Shaheed is going to have, like, three catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns and – in my battle for fifth place, he's <laughs> yeah. on my roster. Yeah. I'd be very upset. When I lose to Jay, it's going to be I'm going to so it's going to be chaos. It'll be an interesting show. It'll be on very Tuesday. upsetting. Stefan Diggs is filing out his first good game in three months. He's my only good player. Stefan yeah. Diggs. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to explode for like three touchdowns. Yeah, so he should. Not the Chargers. Two, he actually two. might. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it's coming. All right, our next player here, Jalen Waddell. Jay comes in as wide receiver two last week. He's a top 15 play for Barry this week. Now the catch, of course, is no Tyreek Hill in last week's game. We expect Tyreek Hill to try to push to play in this one. How does that change things for Waddle, who looked phenomenal last week? I think the main thing is he just looked fully healthy. He looked explosive. He looked like the same guy that he was at the end of his rookie season, all throughout last year. And that was the concern because he's been banged up. He's been really disappointing overall this season. But the fact that he was able to do this against the Jets' defense or able to key in on him uh, with no Tyreek, and I understand that they just basically, oh, you're just never getting lined up against Source Gardner. We'll go up against DJ Reed, who was ill, uh, and all of that. But still, no, I think he's an, an awesome option against Dallas, even with Tyreek back. Because this Dallas team can be exploited defensively. I don't trust Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland against the speed of Hill and Waddle. To your point, over the last four weeks, the Cowboys have allowed the second most yards after the catch, which is always such a big part of the McDaniel offense, getting guys in space and letting them take advantage of that yards after the catch. I like the uh, clip that's going around uh, social media. If you've seen McDaniel mic'd up, basically <laughs> yeah. saying, like, I feel a, a one-play drive coming up, one-play drive coming up. 
And that's <laughs> the very next play is the long touchdown to Waddle against your Jets last week. Disgusting. Wait, that was definitely you, edited to make him look amazing. Uh, I thought you were going to say about the uh, the speech that he gave uh, in Hard Knocks, which is going around about how uh, he gives a, a very expletive latent speech to uh, his team after the Titans win, criticizing himself for his own play calls against the Titans. It's very good, very good cinema. He's a, he's a national treasure, Mike McDaniel. He is. It must be protected at all costs. That's how I should go. And, and just this thing, too, um, in the three previous games before this one uh, with without Tyree Hill, uh, he was averaging 81 yards and six catches in those previous games. So it's like you'll take that, but now that you you know you know he can do this, like you feel good about it. Not counting the Bills, they didn't have to pass uh, against the Cowboys, but AJ Brown, Devontae Smith both had solid days. DK Metcalf, uh, JSN, good days. Curtis Samuel, Terry, like there's room for multiple receivers to get going against this Dodge defense, which you said they're not. It's it's like. They still got game, but it's more name than game with that Dallas defense. Yep. Matthew, our last one, Terry McLaurin, the week we've been waiting for last week. A lot of it came with Jacoby Brissett, though, and they have the Jets on Christmas Eve. Terry McLaurin comes in as wide receiver three. Where does he rank for you after that? He's wide receiver 33 for me, and I think ideally if I could, I would not play with him. Again, this is he was out of the bye. The week before that, he'd had zero yards on zero targets. And to your point, 70% of his fantasy points. Now, you saw it at the top of the segment. He was a top three fantasy wide receiver this week, this past week. But 70% of his production came from Jacoby Brissett in crazy comeback mode as well. He had a 33% target share with Brissett. He's had only one game with a 30% target share on the season, to the point. In the past five games with Sam Howell, and Howell, of course, is going to start against the Jets, he's averaging under seven fantasy points per game. Over the last month, the Jets allow the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Sam Howell is going to be under pressure quite a bit. He's going to see a lot of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Terry McLaurin is, is generally uh, matchup-proof. But given the offense, the way Howell's kind of moved it around, the other fact is, is I don't know that under Trevor Simeon, which is who we expect to start for the Jets this week, that the Jets moved the ball in a significant way. I think this is a very low-scoring game. So it's not like last week where they just had to chuck it and where we've seen some scenarios where the commanders have been down big and Howell's just gone past half and he's thrown 40, 45, 50 times a game. I don't think that's going to be the game script against the Jets where I think it's just going to be a lot of punting, a lot of running, kind of an ugly back-and-forth game. So... In an ideal world, you're not using Terry McLaurin this week, at least for me. In an ideal world, but uh, I am using Terry McLaurin against you because I don't have any other good players and I have no <laughs> options. So Terry will so he won't go why off. You so there you go. He's going to go off. That's right. Um, the, the thing that does worry me, you mentioned the game script, Matthew. Um, in their last two games now, he hasn't thrown the ball more than 26, 27 times, and that's how they've been able to get this volume, right? Even in the blowout loss uh, to the Dolphins, like, he threw 23 passes. Like, he came in two weeks ago, He Sam Howell was averaging 40 passes a game. Um, he's thrown 49 in the past two. So it's like if you're not getting that volume, you can't really trust any of these uh, receivers, not even Curtis Samuel, who, who seems to be, like, the wide receiver one now. So, I don't know. It's, it's scary for little Terry. The countdown is on for a very special edition of Fantasy Football Pregame. Let go. Barry J. and Lawrence will be live this Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern leading into Football Night in America. The showtime might be different, but the hashtag isn't. You can still tweet us using FFPregame. We're taking our first break. When we're back, are you trusting Bijan Robinson, Austin Eckler, and Zay Flowers enough to start them in the playoffs this week? We'll debate those players and more next on Keep It Open or Close It Out. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Find another way to celebrate the holiday season by being a part of Premier League Festive Fixtures. Beginning on Thursday, December 21st, we'll have 29 matches over 13 days on NBC, USA, and Peacock. So check out all the thrilling moments from creative set pieces to scorching shots and amazing saves. It's the gift that keeps on giving. What's your thoughts about the final three games now and not <laughs> relenting into despair? No, I don't see that in this team. I know that's not this team. Me personally, that's not a, you know, I'm not offensively, I don't, we won't allow it. Give it open or close it out. An odd sequence with Kyler Murray. How often do you relent into despair, Connor? Yeah, whenever I go home, right after the show every day. No. Super, super weird. I, I, same, but when I sit at the desk. Right. So it's same. basically yes. pretty much when I wake up, I run into despair, and it doesn't go away until I fall asleep. Basically, that's every waking moment. Yeah. I like how robotic, though, Kyler is just like. Yeah. Just, just pushed it. Through. Yeah. Just the ridiculous yeah. question. Yeah. 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 It's just, all right, let's just get through this. Unbelievable. Kyler Murray. Uh, headlines are keep it open or close it out, trying to... By the way, that's a good fantasy team name. the despair. Yeah, Relent into despair. Yeah. 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 Maybe should something have been, to think about. Should have been my team name. Yeah, exactly. For our show leader. He's on yeah. time. Stickman. Consolation bracket. Right. Yeah. yeah. Playing hard. Yeah. <laughs> the stickman will... I will be relenting into despair. <laughs> yes. If I don't beat Jay, and I'm I'm seriously nervous. It's really bothering Jay, you, I can tell. Yeah. I'm totally. You're a minus 250 favorite. So, I'm a thousand percent. Yeah, I have nothing to lose. Give, give he has pep, nothing to lose. Give, give a pep talk you're, to your team. You, you are, you're playing with house money. You yeah. shouldn't even be here. No. Like, you shouldn't even have made the playoffs. And now no, you. Absolutely and, not. I've got the right. ninth best team in a 12-team league. Exactly. <laughs> now you're two wins semis. away, baby, from the ship. <laughs> it, it's nice that you understand that. Yeah. And you understand that I should be in your spot right now. No, your team was. He said nine out of 12 teams. Yeah, no, he said, which means there are three teams worse than his, and yours is one of them. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Relent in despair. Don't carry on. Yeah. All right. You you had Anthony. You you had bad injury luck. You had, like, just every big name. Yeah, I know. know. I'm just trying to include myself in this playoff talk. You know, it's, you know, I feel You can root for me. How about that? (laughs) No. Kyler Murray. Matthew, the question simply is, can you start Kyler Murray in the playoffs this week? He's got the Bears. The Bears' defense has played extremely well. Uh, and right now, it looks like as we share the graphic here, you have him right on the fringe. Quarterback 13, but 
not everybody might have one of those top 12 quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think he's that. I think Fringy is right. You know, Kyler's had back-to-back games himself with under 14 fantasy points, and over the last month, only one team in the NFL has allowed fewer fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks than the Chicago Bears. They're actually tied for the most takeaways in the NFL over that stretch. They've allowed one or fewer touchdown passes in three of the past five. Kyler doesn't seem to be running the way he was earlier when he came back, and so this is a concern when you think about how strong that defensive line is and how well this defense has played since they got Montez Sweat. Like, they can really get after the quarterback, and assuming they they stay disciplined, like, I don't know that there's going to be a lot of room for Kyler Murray to run. Having said that, like, you just may not have an option. Some of the other guys out there that, I mean, you know, again, you're starting East and Stick. I mean, like, I'm in, a, I'm in a dynasty league playoff. You guys tell me, but, like, I'm in a real struggle here. It's a, a super flex dynasty league. I have four quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff. Trevor Lawrence and Baker Mayfield are against each other. That's assuming Trevor Lawrence clears concussion protocol, which he's uh, in. That decision may be made for mm-hmm. me. But then you've got so you have Baker against the Jags, Kyler against uh, the Bears, and uh, Jared Goff at Minnesota. Yeah, I will say about... So it's, that's like they're all sort of right there. They're, they're all kind the of fringy. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a clear cut answer. I play golf. Yeah, golf indoors. Golf indoors. Minnesota would be first for me. Yeah, yeah. same. But so meanwhile, you, you see my rankings there. I have golf a little bit lower, just in terms of yeah. the numbers. The projections spit out Kyler slightly higher. You closing that out? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm probably still keeping it open on Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like again, it's just kind of like it's on the. It's on the borderline, you also, know. I guess the, I guess you close it out a little bit because it's outside my top twelve. But like, with the Bears' defense as well, I know it's been it's much improved, particularly since they got Sweat. They've also played some bad quarterbacks lately. They played Joe Flacco. They played Bryce Young, Josh Dobbs, uh, Derek Carr, and the Saints. Like they don't, they haven't been. It's not like they're playing Patrick Mahomes and Josh right. Allen every week. So I think they are a little bit inflated. This is true, but they. I mean, but this game's at home in Chicago, yeah. uh, where you know it'll be cold. Right? I mean, and Jared Goff, they shut down Jared Goff for them the next week. Yeah, but Goff outdoors is kind of like... Well, well exactly. <laughs> but, I, I mean, uh, Joe Flacco ended up being quarterback nine. He threw those three picks, but 374 and the two touchdowns. Kyler did run for 49 last week, so that's kind of why... And he's my quarterback, 13, uh, this week as well. And it's because of that uh, upside the game, too. It's, it's 44 and a half, so... It, it might be some type of points in this game, especially you get Justin Fields on one side running the ball, Kyler Murray on the other side. They did the, – the Cardinals did go in to Pittsburgh a couple weeks back, beat them Steelers. But, again, you, they had Mitch Trubisky, but still, um, you know, it, I, like I feel the same way. It's like you keeping it open, like this open like that because he quarterback 13, but, you know, it's still Kyler it's Murray. It's like this. It's at the bar. It's closing time. You've had enough. Nothing's happening tonight. You're looking around. You're like, you know, whatever. And, like, do I go home or do I have one more? I probably should go home. I'll keep it open, but right. I shouldn't. You and, yeah, well, I'll have one more. And then you end up regretting it. You, you hope know? something happens. Yeah, you hope something happens. And then it almost never does. Yeah. Something good yeah. can happen, too, though. Yeah, you never know. Something good can happen. 1% yeah. chance. Yeah. 1% yeah. chance. So you tell me there's a chance yeah. no. every once in a while. Jay Croucher comes in. It's, <laughs> it's, take lines. it's yeah. Buffalo. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. He needs a place to stay. Yeah. 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 Things happen <laughs> once in a while. One happen. magical night. Yes. One magical night. Jay, how about Bijan Robinson here? Season low on touches with eight and yards with 14 last week in the fantasy playoffs. But if you have Bijan Robinson, it seems kind of hard to sit him. 
Where do you stand on this one? I think you probably have to keep it open, but not with any confidence. I understand the Colts recently have not been great against opposing running backs, but I don't really care about their past six, seven weeks overall because all I care about is when Grover Stewart is in the lineup because he is their entire run defense. And when he plays, they have an above-average run defense, and when he doesn't, they have basically the worst run defense in the NFL. Like, he is their entire unit there, and he is playing now, and he's had a couple weeks under his belt since he had the six-week suspension. So I think that spells bad news uh, for Bijan in this matchup. But at the same time, you know, you drafted him in the first two rounds. You probably have to start him. I think you have to. I'm going to keep it open as well. I'm at, you know, I'm at running back 21, so just kind of, you know, borderline right there. I mean, if you you if you are playing this week with Bijan Robinson, congratulations, you survived like one of the worst fantasy failures of all time, historic proportions, negative fantasy points from a guy that was drafted in the first round of every single fantasy draft of a guy that had been, you know, this kind of top five guy for a month prior, and then just insane Arthur Smith usage, but. To your point about the Colts, uh, Jay, over the last month, the team has, the Colts have allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs. They've allowed at least 100 rushing yards to a running back in three of the past four. And from weeks 12 through 14, B. John Robinson was, you know, uh, was the eighth best running back in fantasy. So I just sort of feel like if you're telling me a running back's going to get 100 yards against the Colts, I feel like it's likely B. John Robinson. Clearly, the change of for all the Arthur Smith bashing that I can do, will do, and will do in the future. You know, listen, it's Christmas, right? So, I mean, ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas present, ghost of Christmas future. I want to redo that, but all every single ghost is just me yelling at Arthur Smith. Yeah. Arthur Smith when he's a coordinator <laughs> of the Town Titans. Arthur Smith now as head coach of the Falcons. And in the future, Arthur Smith, like offense coordinator from the from high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stop it with the commanders. No, no, no. high school. That's he's going to play. Go there. Rivera or out Smith. I love right. it. I would no. love it. <laughs> exactly. The, he's going to be a coordinator. It, also, to me, Arthur Smith. He's going to be a coordinator like the Birmingham Stallions. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Arthur Smith don't care about Christmas either. If he ain't giving Bijan Robinson ball, you think he care about Christmas? Oh no, absolutely he not. Don't care he, about he, no stocking full of coal for Arthur Smith. <laughs> what I will tell you though is, is that clearly, clearly Arthur Smith is sitting there looking at Christmas past and Christmas future and saying, <laughs> like, I, you know what? I, I went from Desmond or Taylor Heineke. It didn't work last week. I went on the road to Carolina and I lost a game that I should have won by like you know a touchdown and I lost it. Um, so I do think he changes up what he did last week, which starts with a quarterback and also starts with, oh, yeah, that's right. I've got this guy on my team that's insanely talented. He's going to get the rock. So I don't feel good about it because it's still Arthur Smith and he divides Damn. all logic. Yeah. And, you know, he should have gotten him last week. And, I, you know, who the hell knows? And he'd probably sit here and be like, yeah, well, Cornell passed and scored the touchdown. That wasn't why we lost. And, and that, that play right there, got no problem with that particular play. No, of course not. It's, but it's like Right. But it's and like yes, and Bijan had the, a bad fumble. Okay, but whatever. Like, but there was a whole. It was a whole game before that. Yeah. yeah, it was a. You know, so I don't know. Can't trust him. We leave it. Like I got him at running back twenty three. I'm gonna leave it open though because I have him at running back twenty three and not forty three. I just don't know that you're gonna have it in week sixteen. I don't know that you're gonna have an option on your team that has the upside and potential volume of Bijan Robinson that you feel better than Bijan Robinson. If you do, you know, God yeah. bless. But so, I just. You, so I'm, I'm, I'm nervously keeping it open. You, you spoke about people making it through with Bijan. Yeah. I'm one of those people. You know who I benched? Raheem Mostert. You know who I'm not benching this week for Bijan? Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. Thank you, Kyron Williams, for, you know, he, he carried my running back group there. So there you go.
Our next one here, Austin Eckler. Kind of an interesting comment from Eckler on the end of the season. He said, I know I'm the same player, but that doesn't matter when it comes to the contracts, when it comes to the media, when it comes to betting. It's making sure I prove it to you guys. Lawrence, single-digit fantasy points in four of his past five games. For a guy that's a fantasy legend in Austin Eckler, can you keep this one open? Um, I'm actually going to close this one out. Um, no, no Justin Herbert. We saw Easton Stig in his first start. You would have liked to see something besides garbage time against the Raiders. I don't know how that off. Well, I kind of got an inkling how that offense is going to fare against the the Buffalo Bills. Um, speaking, of, you you spoke on four of his last five games. I just mentioned Kyron Williams. He just ran for 152 yards in, in Week 15. Austin Eckler has ran for 174 yards his last five games and he's getting three and a half catches in that in that span so it's not like he just killing it in the receiving game either so that coupled with the fact that Isaiah Spiller getting carries um Josh Kelly's getting carries um I'm, I'm afraid of that start this week especially in this matchup it might be different if it was a different team but the Buffalo Bills is knocking out everybody in their way right now yeah, I will say with Eckler, at least, past two games in particular, he's looked better physically. He's looked more explosive. Uh, he was able to come into the game late, break off uh, a little 10-yard run, uh, which he was very excited about uh, in the fourth quarter. I think he is very aware, clearly, with his comments, of just his statistical production, particularly this time of year. And I think that he wants to perform clearly. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they keep the game close enough that it doesn't become the Isaiah Spiller show. But look, he's a fantasy football player himself. He's a friend of the show, by the way. He's an investor in fantasy life. It's one of the reasons why we wanted him on the cap table, candidly, is just because of his awareness of fantasy football and betting and everything else and statistics. And the fact of the matter is, is that I was encouraged by the fact that he still was getting some touches in their game last week. They're down like 50 points. Yeah, he's in the fourth quarter. He's he was playing. in the fourth quarter. Like, that game was over by the first That's quarter, the but he was still out there. And so, again, uh, the Bills over the last month are a bottom 12 run defense. I do think Eckler gets enough volume. I'm keeping it open on him. Again, the same way with Bijan. Like, I don't feel great about it, but the, just the potential volume and upside, I don't know that you have better options than him. He's, a, he's more of a flex than a RB1 or 2, which is crazy to think about given – you know what a legend he is, but uh, I do think I do think he'll have a little bit more success. He wants to finish strong, and it's not a matchup that scares you. Our next running back, Matthew Brees Hall, against your commander, season low 18 yards on just seven touches last week, which was a disaster class of a game for the Jets' offense against the Dolphins. But the reality is, on Christmas Eve, Brees Hall has his maybe best matchup of the year. Everyone's best matchup is against my Commanders. They're they're brutal. Uh, I'm keeping it open on Brees Hall. I'm as a top 10 play this week. Over the last four weeks, only one team in the NFL gives up more fantasy points per game to opposing running backs than my beloved Washington Commanders. They've given up 100 yards from scrimmage to a running back in six straight games. Six straight games, a running back has gotten at least 100 yards from scrimmage against the Commanders. You assume Brees Hall will be number seven. When he sees at least 15 touches this year, he's averaging over 18 fantasy points per game. They don't want Trevor Simeon throwing it, and they're not going to need to against the Commanders, so... Yeah, give me some uh, Brees Hall as a top-ten play this week. Yeah, I'm going to leave this open. They'll throw it, but it'll be in the short game right. to Brees Hall. Uh, the commanders have uh, have allowed seven touchdowns to running backs in their last uh, four games. So, yeah, we're keeping it open. There's not much to add here. It's the commanders. Our last running back, Jay, Motor Singletary. Last week was his first game with more than 13 touches since week 11. He's got the Browns, which can be – 
a tough matchup in general, but if he gets that kind of volume, can you keep this one open? I think so, reluctantly, but just with the volume, uh, with the fact that he clearly has taken over this backfield from Damian Pierce, with the fact also that they're not going to want to have Case Keenum drop back and throw 40 times in this game, and also the Cleveland Browns, their run defense is very solid. It's not the same unit, though, as their pass defense. So I think that they will be running the ball as much as possible, and Singletary is the beneficiary. Yeah, and prior to Week 15, the Browns had allowed a touchdown to a running back in five straight games. And so Singletary, who's uh, averaging 76% of the Texans' rushes over the last two weeks, I think volume gets him there. He comes in at running back 25 for me, but I'm keeping it open. I think he is a, you know, a better-than-average flex based on volume. Lawrence, our first wide receiver, Zay Flowers, he's got the Niners in a tough matchup, and he's coming off a week where he had a season-low two targets. Where does he rank for you? Uh, this week I got him at wide receiver 29. Uh, still going to keep it open, though. Uh, San Francisco, we know they're a great overall defense in terms of, like, real football. On the fantasy front, though, they're 17th. They're only the 17th best at allowing fantasy points to receivers. Uh, we saw DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have solid days against them recently. We saw the same with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Both of those guys were able to get uh, over 95 yards. And you just, versus this San Francisco defense, you're not just going to, you're not just going to run the ball down a throw. You're going to have to throw that ball uh, against that defense. So I'll leave it open for Zay. He's been pretty consistent outside of his last game. So, and he's he's their guy. You know, Odell's coming up. He's been coming up. But Zay Flowers, he's still a guy. So I'm going to keep it open. Yeah, a couple quick things on Zay. One, the internet was ablaze yesterday with rumors that Zay Flowers was in a walking boot with an MRI. Now that turned out not to be real. But it was reported more uh, reputably that he does have foot soreness. So there is something there. And he only had the two targets last week, which is really weird considering. Yeah. So I would suspect there is an actual injury, even if it's not going to keep him out of this week. So that would just be one thing to note, to be a little bit wary of with Zay Flowers. It's a must-win game for both of these teams, like the potential Super Bowl preview. I have him at wide receiver 27, so I'm keeping it open. But again, somewhat a little bit reluctantly. But I'm going to go there just because I think the Ravens will have to throw. They're five-point underdogs on the road at San Francisco, and it's worth noting that in every game this year except for two, opponents have thrown at least 31 pass attempts against the Niners. Like, you can throw against San Francisco. I think that's what Lamar is going to have to do. Lamar, not only does they want to win this game, obviously, but more importantly, this game is a referendum on the MVP race. We've talked about this. It has really come down to Purdy versus Jackson, and so the quarterback that wins this game is most likely your MVP at the end of the year, and I think Lamar after the big contract, wants to prove, like, I'm the guy. And so he'll be throwing. I think he'll be, he'll be wanting to show off, not that Purdy won't be. But uh, if, if Lamar Jackson is going to have a big game, he's likely going to need Zay Flowers to be heavily involved in that. Our last one here, Jacoby Myers-Lawrence against the Chiefs. We saw Jacoby Myers throw a touchdown last week. He's got 15-plus fantasy points in two of his past three games. This one been a fringe most of the season. Can you keep it open with the playoffs on the line? I'm definitely closing that out with the playoffs on the line. He's touchdown dependent. How many times is he going to – we've seen him throw touchdowns quite a bit, but how do we expect that again? He's got uh, less than 50 receiving yards and six in his last seven games, although that one game was against the Chiefs. But, uh, no, nah, he's not inside my top 40 this week. Seven games in which Aiden O'Connell has started a quarterback so far this year, and – uh, uh, Jacoby Myers has been under nine points in four of them. 
uh, as a whole, he averages just 10.7 fantasy points per game in all the games that Aiden O'Connell has started. AOC is going to start again this week as well. So Myers, who's averaging under 40 yards a game, to me, I'm closing it out. He's my wide receiver 41 against a Chiefs defense that allows the six fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this year. To recap, Matthews, keep it open, close it out, rankings. Kyler Murray at QB 13 is a fringe, but we'll call it a close here. Bijan Robinson, RB 21, open. Austin Eckler, RB 20 against the Bills, open. Brees Hall against the Commanders, RB 10, open. Motor Singletary also stays open against the Browns, RB 25. Zay Flowers, wide receiver 27 against the Niners. He's an open. Jacoby Myers is a certified close at wide receiver 41 against the Chiefs. We're taking our last break. When we're back, we want to win some money over the holiday weekend. We'll try to help you out by highlighting our favorite bets right now in Week 16 after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus all customers get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Jay, a little, little heartbroken you didn't join me on that one. Yeah, what's that about? So, it was yeah, so it was good so yesterday. Yeah. No, no, I'll get maybe, you next time. No, maybe next out. time. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. Last call. It's Wednesday, so it is our early line alert. Jay, we'll start with you. Which line are you looking at to start the week here? Going with my Indianapolis Colts for the shoe, minus one. <laughs> Sorry, plus one. Great hashtag. Uh, they're yeah. dogs of the Atlanta Falcons. Keep pounding. Now, uh, going from Heineke, Ritter to Heineke, that's a change. It's not worth three and a half points. Like, I think that Heineke is better than Ritter. That's a massive swing. I don't think that the Colts should be underdogs in this game. I think they are the vastly superior coach team in this matchup. They need this for their playoff lives. Jonathan Taylor expected back. Defense playing much better with Grove Stewart back. My man Juju Brents on the outside. I think they take care of uh, the Falcons in the dog. And I'll just say very quickly, this is, this is the dumbest thing, and there's probably no math behind this, but... Uh, I've talked about this before, but like just a dumb betting rule that was taught when I was first getting into it was just sort of like one of these things is like when a team with a winning record is getting points from a team with a losing record after like the first three weeks of the season, you take it no matter what. Like no matter how ugly it looks on paper, you, you hold your nose and you take it. Usually works at about two-thirds of the time. Same thing. The Colts have a winning record. The Falcons have a losing record. And yet somehow the Falcons are favored in this game. I did this last week, and the Texans, who had a losing, who had a winning record, were getting points from a losing team, and the Titans. 
Give me the Colts. Um, I'll just very quickly give me the under on 51 for the Cowboys and Dolphins here. Dallas on the road is a thing. Like, they're averaging just 21 points a game on the road uh, compared with 40 points a game at home. Dolphins have actually been a top three rush pass and scoring defense over the last month. They played some suspect defense, but give me the under on 51. I'm Money Line Jackson. What do yeah, you got for I'm, I'm going to push the uh, Bengals minus two against the Steelers to minus three and a half at plus 121. They've been just playing better overall football. You got Mason Rudolph coming in for the Steelers. His best place getting hit with that helmet, Connor. I like the Seahawks minus two and a half against the Titans. Seahawks are desperate. Titans are really, really beat up. Seahawks will get right. They'll keep that winning streak going. Close the time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay Lawrence and Connor, I'm Matthew. Peace out. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.